Hey there, Grandma. It's Nama here. Yes, I'm solo again today. Today is a very unique episode. In today's episode, I share a portion of my testimony. I share how I became Nama. So I start from the point in episode 7 when I preached my first sermon, the letter that I wrote to Josiah encouraging him in the faith. I was a 23-year-old, soon-to-be college graduate and on fire for the Lord. Yeah, this is part one of Becoming Nama, and you definitely want to hear how I became a single Christian grandma. So come on back. I'll see you on the inside. Why do bankers eat by themselves? Because they're they're alone. Yeah, how'd you get that one? They're loners. <laughs> he got it. Wow. Welcome to Winlow with Nama and Joe. I'm Krista here, aka Nama. I'm an evangelist, learning coach, mom of two, and Nama of three. I'm Josiah. I'm a Lego builder, second grader, and called by God to be a Christian warrior. Hey there, Grandma. If you're searching for biblical strategies to train your kingdom kids, you're in the right place. Deuteronomy 4, 9 and 10 tells us to teach our children and grandchildren to obey God's commands. So if you're ready to win low, why not laugh on Wednesday? We'll provide you with practical tips to laugh and live, love and learn, while inspiring you to build a legacy as well. So chillax, grab a snack, and, and enjoy, enjoy the, the podcast. podcast. Journal entry Monday, July 17th. 2023. Good morning. Today is July 17th, 2023. It's about 5.17 in the morning. I woke up this morning remembering 20 years ago. It was July 17th, 2003. It was storming. It was raining. And I fell to my knees because I was tired. I still remember as I got out of the bed about four or five o'clock in the morning, I cried out, Lord, help me, please. I cannot do this any longer. My husband then was lying in the bed next to me, was not aware that I gotten out of the bed and started to cry out to the Lord. The thunder and lightning made it hard to hear my cries, but I had been in an abusive relationship for 12 years. It was verbally abusive, emotionally draining, and I was tired mentally, physically. My spirit was broken, and I said, Lord, help me. These are pivotal moments. Moments like these and others are pivotal moments and they need to be discussed. Not just for the sake of discussing them and pointing blame, but so that my children, children's children, and so on, will know the pivotal moments of their mother, grandmother, 
The purpose of this recording is to leave a legacy for generations to come, that they will know my thoughts, they will understand my ways, but most importantly, be a witness for the one true living God, the one who has seen me through all my struggles, and the one who has blessed me with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places, and the one the lover of my soul. So you're welcome to listen in. Perhaps you have gone through these same situations and perhaps it would encourage you to leave a legacy for your generation. I pray it blesses you. Amen. Hey there, welcome back, Grandma. I just want to read a review uh, sent in by my cousin Vita. This blessed me really well uh, because she's my cousin. But it's always a blessing for your family to support you. Vita writes, Blessed by the Winlow Podcast. Today I listened to the fourth and fifth episodes of Winlow, and it truly blessed me to witness the generational teaching of who Jesus is and how we should make him Lord of our lives. There is so much more that I could say, but I will just say thank you to you and your cast for these productions. Thank you so much, Vita. I appreciate you taking the time to write a review for us. We love you so much. So I'm back with Becoming Nama. So as I said before, let's go back to June 1990. I was the speaker for our youth day service at our church, and I shared in episode seven how God used me to deliver a message entitled, Let No Man Despise Thy Youth. It was a very, very powerful time in my life. I was living by faith, a faith I told Josiah about. It was an unfeigned pure faith. Whatever God said, I believed. I believed it as my first and final authority in my life. I grew up in the Baptist church, so I was familiar with scripture. I was at church maybe two to three times a week. My uncle was the pastor. My mom was one of the founding members We lived in the church. We loved going to church. And I learned about God, the Bible, Sunday school. So becoming a youth day speaker, this was not something that was foreign to me. After you do so many Easter speeches and Sunday school, Um, reviews it was not but I had a faith in God I loved God even though it was through legalism I actually loved God I didn't want to go to hell that's why it was through legalism I didn't really know how much God loved me but I just didn't want to go to hell I preached a sermon it was very powerful And about six months after I preached my first sermon, I was pregnant. 
Yes, I was pregnant. And this wasn't my first pregnancy, but I knew I couldn't get an abortion again. I had been celibate for nine months. I mean, I was on fire for the Lord, and I was green. I was ignorant, ignorant of Satan's devices. When the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, it is true. And after six months after preaching this sermon, my first sermon, I was pregnant. Yes, I had met my children's father and had a very short dating season, and I was pregnant. Grandma, please know that our lives are a sum total of the decisions we've made. Trust, believe, God is always speaking, but whether we're tuned in or whether we want to listen, that's a totally different story. I can say that my mother gave subtle hints as to why I should wait um, to get married, but I ignore them. When I shared my testimony in the past, some would ask um, if I saw the warning signs. Yes, I saw every warning sign, and guess what I did? I jumped right over them. As if they were a hurdle, I jumped over them. But four months after I was pregnant, um, we made a decision to get married. Well, we were married while I was six months pregnant. And oddly enough, I remember that summer of 1991, I signed up to do street evangelism at my church. We had a class, and I was actually walking the streets evangelizing while I was about eight months pregnant. If that gives you any indication, uh, before months later, my daughter, Koya, Josiah's mom, was born. And a year later after that, my son was born. I was instantly a wife, mom of two, and living in hell because I was married to the devil, which is in part the title of my book, but I'll get to that later. I was married to the devil, and um, I later explained to my children years later that their dad was not the devil, but that he was simply used or hired by the devil to accomplish his work. Because the devil is a spirit, a disembodied spirit, a spirit without a body who needs a willing soul and My ex-husband just signed up for that leading role, I guess. The devil comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. That's what John 10.10 says. But I have come, Jesus says, to give you life and that life that you will have more abundantly. So no matter what the enemy's plans are, no matter what the enemy's uh, schemes are for your life, remember we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of our testimony is, and that's precisely why I'm sharing today. My life was miserable. I decided to get married just because I was pregnant. That was in 1991. I decided to get married just because I was pregnant. 
I didn't want the shame. The shame had consumed me. I was not going to give birth to a child, a bastard child, without being married. I was too caught up in what people would say. My life was a living hell. The verbal abuse, arguments nearly every day. I was just literally tired. I did make two attempts to leave the marriage, once in 1992. And where would I go with two small children? That, that was my thinking. In 1997, I tried again without a solid plan. I didn't have anything concrete. I went to work nights to escape the, the bickering, the constant bickering. And it was just an unhappy life. And then by 1997, during that time, my, my parents had been married for 40 years. Everything that we did as a couple and even individually, it failed. Business attempts and even our relationships as a couple and individually, nothing prospered. And I remember Psalms 1, one of my favorite scriptures that says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And then the Bible said he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the water. And then it says, whatever he does shall prosper. Yes. No, we were not a blessed couple. We didn't prosper. We didn't prosper at anything. Nothing. Except the two children we brought into this world. You know, my son recently asked me, Mom, why did you think that happened? Why do you think you never prospered with my dad? And I explained, it's because I wasn't supposed to marry him. I wasn't supposed to marry your dad. It, he was not God's will for me. And as much as I would like for my two children to heed my counsel, to listen, um, as I tried to give them certain warnings, I realized I must leave them in God's hands. One thing is for certain, my children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. That's what it says in Isaiah 54, 13. The Lord will bless and increase me more and more, me and my children. Psalms 115, 14. I trust the word of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 11 and 12 says, Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed, lest he fall. So whoever is listening to this podcast, use my life as an example. Use my 12 years in a verbally abusive marriage. Use me the way I did not consult the Lord, the way I did not seek God, use my testimony. And especially to all my children who will hear my voice, 
for my three grandchildren now, Levi, Josiah, Olivia, you may hear this scripture for the rest of your life, but please take heed. It will save you from much heartaches, anguish, and and just from deviating from God's will from your life. Take heed to this scripture in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I know you will hear it time and time again, but trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. I like the way the New Living Translation puts it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Verse 6 says, seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So just put your yourself in that scripture when you quote it. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart. I will not depend on my own understanding. I will seek his will in all that I do, and he will show me which path to take. My God. I know you may be wondering, well, how did you last those 12 years? And undoubtedly, my faith in God is what sustained me. Through all the insecurities, the infidelity, the constant backlash and repeated abuse, lashing out at my family and Surprisingly enough, it's that church, that church you're going to, that church, that church. Yes. No, I was not equally yoked. I did not heed the voice of God. I did not heed the warnings. But I last 12 years. And although the counseling requests, they have been refused I stuck in there, but this July 17th, 2003 morning, I was simply tired. That's what led me to my knees on that morning, and I cried out to God. And once I cried out to the Lord and asked for his help, he told me exactly what to do. As I was lying prostrate on the floor, so I got up later that morning I bought a local newspaper. Yes, 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 we still had newspapers. And and I looked for apartments to rent. And I circled the a couple of them that I wanted to go look at. And I took my daughter with me. And when I got to the first one, the very first apartment that I went to look at, it had been raining and thundering and Uh, It had been raining so much that the streets were flooded. And as I drove my car through the water down the street, I saw a man standing outside and he was looking at all the water and trying to see if the water would recede. But as he was looking at the water, I rolled down my window and I said, excuse me, sir. Do you know who's renting these apartments where I can go and fill out an application? He said, yeah. 
the man here in this building, he's the superintendent. He, he's the one you need to talk to. But what are you looking for? I told him I was looking for a two-bedroom apartment. He said, I have a large one-bedroom apartment. You want to come see it? I looked at him, looked at my daughter, thinking was I safe? I didn't feel like I was in any danger. And I said, yes. My daughter and I got out to see the apartment. And it was just like he said, a huge one-bedroom apartment. And when I saw it, I knew that I could fit two beds in that apartment. I knew it would work. And at that time, we didn't even have cell phones. We were back in 2003. No, I didn't have a cell phone. And he said, give me a number where I can call you. And I remember giving my mom's number, I believe, or my sister's number. This was July 17, 2003. And he said, you know what? I'm looking for someone to sublet this apartment. If you decide to get it, I will leave you the furniture. I will even leave the wash and dryer here. I will leave pots and pans. I just need to use the address. I work for the village and I just need to use the address. So if you can still have my mail come to the address, I will pick it up from time to time. And I said, wow, that sounds like a great idea because I had not saved any money and I didn't even know how I was going to move in. I didn't even know when. And when he asked me how soon would I be looking to move in, I simply said, I don't know. I told him I was in a situation, but that he couldn't call my house and that I needed the apartment for me and my two children. And he understood, and I left that day. That was July 17, 2003. On August 4th, a few weeks later, I did not realize that all would be coming to an end in my marriage on that day. It happened that day. That's the day that my ex-husband told me that he was going to kill me. He said, the only way you're getting out of this room is in a body bag. And when I tell you, I saw death in his eyes. I saw the devil in his eyes. And yes, I love my ex-husband. I did then, I still do now. But I was ignorant to how Satan uses people. But all I knew, that power of death and life is in the tongue. And if he said it, he was going to bring it to pass. If he said it, I was not going to stick around to see if he really meant it. And I was able to calmly sit there 
while my ex-husband ranted and raved and he was in so much anger because I was tired. We had just driven back from a family reunion and I drove most of the way back home and he wanted to discuss our recent events and, and why things were happening the way they were. And I said, no, I need to sleep. Let's talk in the morning or let's talk later that day. And he said, no, you're going to listen to me and listen to me now because I'm going to kill you. Again, I just calmed down enough, listened to everything he had to say, phone calls he made to other people. And the instant that he calmed down enough and I was allowed to leave, I went straight to the police station, got a restraining order, and that was the end of my marriage in one simple sentence. Because our words are so powerful. We frame our world with our words. That instant, I was escorted back to our house with the police. And all I took with me was a hamper full of clothes and my two children, and I left. Later that day, on August 4th, I called the gentleman at the apartment that I had seen just a few weeks earlier, and I said, sir, I need to move into that apartment very soon. And he said, give me two weeks, I'll call you back. And when he called me back, he told me, the apartment is ready for you. You do not have to worry about September's rent. It's already been paid. You will start paying in October. When I tell you that was an angel, that was a godsend, I will never forget it. Everything I needed was in that apartment. I began to trust God like never before after August 4th, 2003, because when I cried out, he delivered. He delivered. And I would never forget. He had someone to sustain me. He had someone to help me because I cried out. Little did I know what my life would be after that, but I knew that I was safe. Just like that, from July 17th through August 4th of 2003, God did it just like that. 
And he's been doing it in my life ever since. Because when we cry out to him, he will answer. He shall deliver. He is just that type of God. My faith has increased since that day. And it shall always continue. God always been showing me just how much he loves me. And how much he cares. I have numerous testimonies with him showing me that he is the Lord of my life. He is my Jehovah Shammah. He is always there. He's always been there. Waiting patiently in line. He is my Jehovah El Shaddai. He is the breasty one. He is the lover of my soul. And I thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in the lives of all who will listen. And whoever is needing to hear this testimony. That it will encourage someone else to trust in you. And you shall bring it to pass. Whatever it is, you are a faithful God who loves his children. Thank you, Lord. Grandmas and to my children, this is only part one. This is just the beginning. Stay tuned for part two. It will surely bless you. I'm out. Hey there, Winlow Crew. Before you leave, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, please, please, please support us by leaving a review and subscribing to our channel on Apple Podcasts. We will personally read every one of them. We also invite you to join our Winlow community at bit.ly forward slash Winlow community. The link is in the show notes. And remember to make this daily affirmation found in Isaiah 54, 13. All my children shall be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of my children. We'll meet you in the next episode. Bye for now.